Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. Today, we are starting something we do at the beginning of every year, and that is 21 days of prayer and fasting. That we take 21 days, and and I kind of consider it tithing. I know it's not technically a tenth, but I consider it tithing our year. Uh, That what we do is we take the first part of the year and we say, you know what, God? For 21 days, we're going to fast. Now, the reason we fast is not just so we can say, look at me, how cool am I? I gave something up. Yay, now God's happy with me. It's really not the goal of fasting. The goal of fasting is that we take something of the world that we use. Now, let's, uh, Michael, 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 tell on Mike. Um, I'm an emotional eater. Anybody else? You get upset? You want to go eat? You're excited? Let's go to the buffet. Right? And so I can use food not as something that feeds my body or nourishes me. I can use it as a comfort thing. Right? So one of the things that you do is you take comfort foods that you would normally lean on, and we take those out. We fast from them. And during that time period, we try to lean into God. And find our comfort in Him. And find our reassurance in Him. So that's kind of the idea of fasting. And so let me encourage you, uh, get on our website. Uh, you can get on, on the, on the e-guide and, and look up 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've got information there. And we've got a guide for you. A journal that you can walk through with us. And every morning, 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, bright and early, I will be on Facebook live, uh, just having a, I usually shoot for 12 minutes is my goal, um, for a 12-minute quick devotional to start your day off every day for all 21 days, so seven days a week. I'll be doing at 5 a.m., uh, so grab a guide and, uh, and join us and be a part of just seeking what is it that God might say to us. What what ideas might he give us about 2022? Man, um, after the last couple of years, uh, I'm not sure any of us are real solid going into 2022, right? Like there's... A lot of question marks uh, still going on in our world and what's going on with this crazy pandemic and what's going to be shut down and what's not and all that. So, man, like never before, I think it's critical that we hear God. And so that's why we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, two other things real quick that are coming up. We do have a block party coming up that we use to serve our community. It's a way that we can get services that are needed, whether that be somebody who needs a job, somebody who needs a dentist. we got a, a dentist who comes out for free and fixes teeth on the spot. Um, so we do these block parties that we're partnering with the Hope Center, and we're doing these every other month uh, for the next few months. The next one's coming up February 19th. For those who would like to serve or be involved, get on the website, check it out. Information's all here. Uh, but January 24th is going to be the next planning and training event if you would like to participate in that. So check all that out. Uh, block party. Get involved with that. Look under our events on, on, the, on the website. You'll see there's more information there. And then the other one I want to tell you about, ladies, February 4th and 5th, is the Revive Women's Retreat. Uh, if you want to get involved with that, check that out. Get signed up. Um, and, and, and maybe, uh, maybe that would be just another way for you to start your year off differently, right? And just in, in, in having a time period where you get away with some ladies and you guys, um, get into God's word and refresh your mind on what it is that God might be saying. So, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you doing New Year's resolutions? Is that, is that something that you do? Is that something that you don't do? Are you still, um, 
the optimist? Are you the optimistic personality that like the hat, you know, the glass is half full. So you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to set goals and this and my diet and blah, blah, blah. Um, are you the other end of the spectrum? Are you like, Psh, I don't even care. I mean, I'm not setting resolutions. This is dumb. Like, are you like the Scrooge of New Year's, uh, you know, kind of thing? Like, and I wonder, and, I, and, and here's what I would challenge you with is why? Why, why would you be either end of those spectrums? And, and, and here's why. I think that it, it goes back to the way we think, right? The, the, the way that we think. And the challenge that most of us have in our lives, and, 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 and I'll say it to you this way, most people have uphill hopes, but downhill habits, right? Come on, do you relate to that? I've got these hopes that are uphill, you know, these, these things that are great that I would like to see happen. I would like to make, you know, the, the first thing people usually think of in, in, um, resolutions is, is like diet, right? In, in that whole area. So I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to get back in the gym. I'm going to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, how many of us, um, by February, ah, eh, forget it. I'm, I'm done. You know, like that's really the most, uh, it, it, and it's a struggle. It, because we have these uphill hopes, but we have downhill habits, right? And, 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 and I want to say this to you that it's so important for you to hear. Listen to me. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is a motivator, but not a strategy, right? It's why we say at Church of the Lakes, give us a year and plug in, like really plug in, like go to small groups, come to church every week or, or join us online. Um, you know, if you don't, if you can't do it physically, um, but, but plug in and see what God might do, because listen to me, hope is not a strategy. You need a, a strategy. You need something to, to, to plug you in something to, to get you to a place where we do say it this way. If you want something different, you're going to have to do something different. If you want different results in your life, I'll say it this way, you're going to have to think different thoughts because that's what we're going to talk about today, how our thinking and our thoughts lead to our destiny. So we are actually using a book. I'm really excited about this. This is the book. It's uh, it's called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets by Andy Stanley. And the majority of our church is going to be reading this book this month. So we've already gotten like a hundred books out into the church. We've got like a hundred more coming, uh, for people who haven't done yet. So I'm going to suggest to you, if you're watching online, maybe you're an, you're an audio book, excuse me, audio book person, you know, download that, listen to the audio book version of this month. Because what I'm going to do is this, this gives us five questions, five questions to ask ourselves that, that will help us make better decisions. Okay. And so for the next five weeks, I'm going to take a question a week as we go through this. And so I'm going to suggest you read this book with us as our people are doing that, that come to church live with us and, and then walk through this journey with us. Now, I'll also say this to you. If you can, in February, we're going to follow this up by having the majority of our small groups actually go through the study together. Like not only do I just read it, but now I'm going to put it into play by having some accountability with other people in how we do that. So so join us on this journey as we start today. Uh, better decisions, uh, fewer regrets. So let me, let me say it to you this way, and, and this is probably a good um, sort of theme, if you will, of today, and it would be this. Your decisions determine the direction and quality of your life. Your decisions determine the direction 
and the quality of your life. I'll say it this way. Um, everything worth doing in your life is going to be uphill. Come on, somebody. Right? Like, n- nothing, nothing that is really, like, great for you or a place that you're going to be is something that you just roll downhill into. <laughs> right? Like, most of it, you're going to have to put, push the boulder up the, up the mountain. Uh, you're going to have to do the work to get to that place that you want to get to. And, and, and I think that the life that God has for us, while it's not easy, it's doable. Right? Well, it's not always easy and it's not always comfortable. It is absolutely doable. And that to me is hope. Hope is, it motivates me that I'll keep, but it's not necessarily a strategy. We need a strategy. We need some way for us to, to do the things deliberately and intentionally, um, that, that God has for us. So let's talk about the very first question in the book that we're going to walk through. And, uh, and Andy calls it the integrity question, the integrity question. And it's this. Am I being honest with myself? Am I being honest with myself? And then I think you could add the word at the end, really. Right? Am I being honest with myself? Really. Okay? Look at Jeremiah 17 and 9. The heart is a deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Well, that's encouraging. Uh, right? <laughs> but it says, who can understand it? But how true is that? Right? How, how true is it that, that your heart, let, let me say this to you. Grab a mirror and look in the mirror. When you do, here's what I'll say to you. That person you're looking at is the, is the person who can deceive you the most. Right? Because we, we can. We can justify. We can lie to ourselves. We can come up with loopholes. We can come up with reasons why we can't do something. Why, you know, somebody else can do it, but I can't do that. And, 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 and we do, we get into this, but I want, I want to say every significant change in my life was tied to a change of thinking. It, it was tied to the way that I thought and realizing the, the tapes that I'm saying to myself, the words that I'm saying to myself, the phrases that I'm saying about myself. These are things that are taking me in the wrong direction. They're ta- it, I've got to change the way I think. Now, before anybody goes, ah, sounds like Pastor Mike's going down this power of positive thinking, you know, confess it. No, that's, that's not it at all. Matter of fact, let me show it to you in the scriptures. Ecclesiastes 2, uh, 10 and 2, this is from the message. Wise thinking leads to right living. I love this. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living, right? Like, stinking thinking, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So, what are we saying to ourselves, right? Am, am I being honest with myself about what who I really am? Now, we have ins- insecure thoughts. Anybody have a thought like this? I'm not good enough, and so-and-so, fill in the blank, probably thinks I'm annoying, right? That's that's an insecure thought that we that tape we might play. How about a fearful thought? I'll never ever I'll never be able to fix this or get to that point in my career or my marriage or my parenting or whatever else, right? There's this fearful thought. How about a negative thought? My life is so difficult and everything is working against me. Like these are these are tapes, these are thoughts, these are things that we're playing that if we stop and we look at it, actually most of the time we're lying to ourselves, right? And that's where the question comes in. Am I being honest with myself? Are, are the things that I'm saying within myself, or maybe it's impure thoughts, and I don't need to give you an example for that, right? You, you know what that looks like. You, you know what that sounds like. None of us, listen, none of us will ever change anything in our lives till we change our thinking. Nothing. 
Changing your life doesn't begin with doing, it begins in the thinking. Right? So, so as we're heading into this new year, and we're thinking about, I'd like to do some things different this year. Like, I'd like to maybe draw closer to God. I would like to take care of the temple better, you know, take care of my physical or, or the way I eat. I would like to do some of those, but, but hear me on this. Uh, we were talking about particular diets. You know, I, I don't care what diet, whether you get Atkins or keto or any of those kind of things. The problem with those diets is, is that they end, right? Like it's, it's a behavioral change that you do for a time period. And then guess what happens when you come off the backside of this? I'm going to the buffet, man, right? Like kind of, and then we put it right back on. And so we see people do this, this up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down thing in that particular area of life. And the reason being is, is because they're trying to change a behavior, not trying to change the way they think, right? Because here, here, here's the first point I would give you about this, this concept of our thoughts. Everything begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. If you just work on your behavior, you will not make lasting change. Your actions are rooted in a thought or several thoughts, right? Your actions, everything that you do. And until we change our thinking, we really can't change anything. So we've got to be careful. Let me say this to you. Be careful about what goes into your mind at the beginning of the day. What is it that's going into your mind at the beginning of the day? Let me, I don't know. Do you pick this thing up? And scroll through social media and then play the comparison game. I mean, think that through because most of the time when we're on social media, we're playing the comparison game. If we're honest with ourselves, remember the question that we're wrestling with here? Am I being honest with myself? Really? Like when I look at things, do I find myself? Am I truly joyful for other people or is there a part of me that's jealous? Or there's a part of me that's even angry because I know that person's a jerk and it looks like they're getting blessed. Now, I mean, these are thoughts that we've got to stop and say, do I think that way? Am I really being honest with myself about the way I'm talking? And especially at the beginning of my day, right? Look at, and again, before you say, well, this is just kind of power positive thinking stuff. No, 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 it's not. Look at, look at Romans 12 and 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. We all want that. We all want God to transform our lives, right? But how is he going to do that? He's going to transform you into a new person. Yes, that's what I would love to see happen. How is he going to do that? By changing the way you think, right? By changing the way you think. Because my second point in this section would be what we think determines how we feel. What we think determines how we feel. Listen, people or circumstances do not make you feel a certain way. They don't. They're a catalyst. They're a beginning of that. In other words, you can do something and like stab me in the back or say something really nasty about me. And, 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 and that doesn't make me upset about it. What makes me upset about it is the way I think about it. Right? How I think about the people or the circumstances. That's what drives the feelings. Now, this is why it is so important for us to consider who we spend our time with, right? People cannot change how you feel, but if you spend enough time with them, they will begin to alter how you think, okay? And so that's where, you know, you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? They did blah, 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 blah. And they say to you, well, they probably were this and this and this because I heard this and this and this. What are they doing? They're changing the way you think about that particular thing. 
Right? Just like that. In a moment, you go, really? They've done that in the past? Well, that must be why they're doing it. Like, bam, just like that, because of who you're hanging around with. You know, many people are going through similar experiences, but there are many different responses. Right? Why are, why are we in such chaos as a culture? Um, you know, whether it be politics, vaccines, you know, shut down, not shut down, travel, masks, blah, 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 is because of different thought patterns. It's just different thought patterns. You are red or blue because of your thoughts. Like you have a relationship with certain thought patterns. You, you grew up most likely if you're red, you probably grew up in a red house. If you're blue, you grew up in a blue house. Like why? Because th- patterns of thought have been trained into you. So I want to challenge you. As we're starting this 21 day of prayer and fasting, um, yes, we're going to be talking about fasting food or, or different drink or whatever kind of thing. But, you know, there's another fast that especially right now might be really beneficial. And that would be what I would call a soul fast. And that would be to fast media. What, what is, the, what, what music are you listening to? What, what, you know, I, I watch young people, um, quite a bit as they walk around with their, their AirPods in. You know, or their, or their ear pods, if they're not ear pods. Um, and, and quite often what I'm, when I watch them, I think, you know, they don't even realize they're just sitting there programming their thinking. Like whatever you're pumping in your head, you're, you're programming your thinking. You know, if you're, if you're constantly on Facebook, um, you're, you're programming your thinking in way or, one way or another. And you're kind of at the whim of the algorithm that they're trying to figure out giving you what you react to the most. You know, and, and, and so what does that look like? Students, let me say this to you. Give up video games for a short time period. You know, like sitting on a screen killing people. Hey, let them live. <laughs> right? Let, let them live for the next 21 days and see. And just see, does it change your view, your heart, you know, the, the, the way that you look at things. News, goodness gracious, like, um, you know, who do you even trust these days is, is, a, is a really good question. But secular movies, movies, and then when you do this, this is the idea of fasting. When you take this away, replace it with some worship music. Replace it with taking a moment to read a, a, a couple of scriptures. Why? Because we're trying to take the world things out that we might hear what God is saying. Right, look at Philippians 4, 8, and 9. This is what it is. Finally, brothers, whatever's true and noble and right and pure and lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Why would God tell us to do that? Well, because it goes on, it says, and the God of peace will be with you. Many of us are dealing with turmoil. And we don't even realize, we think it's what's outside of us. We think it's what's coming at us from the world that's causing chaos. When actually what's causing chaos is right here between my ears. Right? It's it's because what I'm thinking about is not noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable or excellent, praiseworthy. No, because when I think about those things, guess what? God's peace comes. That's, that's exactly what this says, right? That we have his peace. But maybe I don't have his peace because my thinking is not in the right place. The last point I would make in, in this area is just our thoughts determine our destiny. Our thoughts determine our destiny. You may have seen this before from the Scottish Arthur uh, Samuel Smiles. Uh, but sow a thought and you reap an act. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Reap a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. What we notice about that is it starts with a thought and it ends with destiny. 
you are today where your thoughts have brought you. Say that one more time. You are today where your thoughts have brought you and you will be tomorrow where your thoughts are taking you. So this is what it means when we, when, 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 when the scripture tells us take captive every thought. What am I thinking? What is it that's rolling around with my head? And back to our first question of the book. Am I really being honest with myself? The things that I'm saying, are they true? Are, are, are they actually true? You know, when I look in the mirror, when Mike looks in the mirror, um, I'm, I'm almost 52 years old now. When I look in the mirror, <laughs> my first my first question is, what happened? <laughs> right? Like, where all these wink- wrinkles come from? And I don't feel as old as what I look at and what I see in that mirror. And and but but right. But what am I doing that moment? Well, I'm comparing. I don't, I don't look as good as so and so, and I should be doing this and what? Right? Just immediately, my thoughts are going to places that honestly are not true. I'm exactly who God created me to be. Right? And I'm exactly what I've eaten myself to be. Boy, that one stung a little bit for me, right? Like, I'm exactly the way I've taken care of my skin or the way that I've taken care. I mean, I I am in those places because of originally thoughts that have led to a destiny. Let me show it to you again in scripture. I want to get back to because I I know there's a danger today of some people going, nah, this is just kind of like power of positive thinking stuff. I don't think this is biblical. And and it is. Look at, look at Romans eight. Let me show you another verse. Romans eight five. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature. Why is it that I keep doing the things that I don't want to do? Look at this. Think about sinful things. In other words, I would say we're lying to ourselves. Right? Because truth is truth. God's truth is true and what is true about me and what is true is always true all the time. If I'm thinking about sinful things, I'm thinking about things that are not healthy and not true and, and, and not, and, and they're lies is, is what they are. When I do that, I lie to myself. When I do that, the sinful nature comes out. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, check this out, think about things that please the Holy Spirit. Do you hear that? Like, that's our battlefield. Our, our battlefield is right here between these ears. You know, I just recently had somebody do something that made me so mad. And I would just, um, maybe, maybe you're like me. And I just, I just had my mad, man. I was just had my mad on for like two days. And I was so just like in a bad place. And, you know, thinking, I'm not talking to them anymore. And there was even thoughts of like, this is how I'd get them back. If I could say something to them, I'd say this, like, cause that would really sting. And, 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 and I realized, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here th- ruminating like a cow, right? Like cows chew their cud, swallow it in their stomach, spit it back up. That's what ruminating is. And then they chew on it some more. How many of us do that where we ruminate? And how many of you know that every time that cow chokes it back up, it's nastier than it was before? And isn't that true with us? Right? That we have these thoughts, we ruminate, we ruminate, we bring it back up, ruminate, and it just gets, it just gets it's worse and worse and worse. And so I, I want to challenge you and give you some practical ways as I kind of close this out. I, I've got five points that I want to give you. How can we begin to deal with this? Because if we're going to answer this question that Andy has challenged us with, am I being honest with myself? Am I really being honest with my thought patterns? Am I really being honest with what I'm saying to myself? Then I I think we're going to need five things. Number one is a plan to control my thoughts. We got we got to grab hold of this stuff. 
Like, we've got to figure out what is rattling around up here, right, that gives me the results that I'm getting. And so one of the things that I think is critical is accountability. Come on, how many of you know it is so easy to see when somebody else is blowing it? Right? When somebody else is blowing it, we can stand back all day and go, that is dumb. Like, why Why would you do that? You know that's going to end up at this place. But when it's us, how many of you know we have blinders on? Why? Because we lie to ourselves. Because we justify uh, what we're doing. We we have a rational reason. It makes sense to us why we're doing what we're doing. Well, they shouldn't do it. But in my situation, it's de- well, that, that's we're, we're, we're lying to ourselves. That's why we need accountability. We need people in our lives that just look at us and go, you know what? Um, that was a really interesting argument you just gave, but it was poo-poo. <laughs> right? It's just not right. It's off. You're thinking badly. And I've got mentors in my life. Uh, that, that call me on the carpet on my stuff. And, and, and you need that too, which is why we're going to not only read this book this month, but starting in February, we're going to do small groups based on this book. So let me encourage you, starting in February, you need to get in a small group. You need accountability. I've said it several times over the last few weeks in our teachings, but you're only as sick as your secrets, right? Because when we're sitting there with our secrets and the way we think and nobody else is checking us in that, um, then we've got a problem. We need a Bible reading plan. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Why? Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges. Look at this. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Right? When you read God's word, you are renewing your mind with truth. Right? So you need to plan for that. What is your reading plan? Join us for the 21 days. But then what is your reading plan even beyond that? What does it look like if it's one verse? Just just take time. And if you don't have time for one verse, can I say this to you? You need to work on your schedule and loosen it up a little bit. Right? Because this is this is a priority um, for the Word of God. Because when we read it, we go, yeah, that's where the way I should be thinking, and I'm not thinking that way. Right? That's That's us being honest with ourselves. Number two, I think you need a place to think about your thoughts. A place to think about your thoughts. And you go, wait, what is that? How do you think about your thoughts? Well, I would challenge you with this. I think the majority of thoughts that go through your head all day long, you actually don't consciously think about the thought. It just happens. It's a filter. It's something that's been programmed and it's kind of wrote in the way that you think. You have to have a place where you turn down the volume of this world. Where, where you just talk to God. And I would say this is a place where you, you need a quiet time. You need a time where you sit still with God and say, God, help me still my mind right now. What am I not? What, what is out of whack in the way that I'm thinking? Uh, which is leading to this anger or these feelings like because I know that thoughts drive my feelings. That's where, that's where my feelings are coming from. Feelings are not commands, by the way. They're symptoms and signals of a thought issue. Right. And so when we have a feeling and especially if we have a strong feeling of anger or, you know, excitement or whatever in a certain area, that's a chance for us to stop and go, well, let me check the thoughts that are behind this feeling. Let me not just take it as a command and respond to it, but you do that by, by being still Colossians three and two. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Let me say it to you this way. If you don't have any time during the day, 
where you focus on things of heaven, then you're only going to get earthly responses in your life. I don't know about you, but I want heavenly results in my life. right? I, I want the things of God to be what's normal in my life. And when it's not, it's because I have no time during my day in which I put earthly things away and focus on what is true and what God says and what is heaven bound. Number three. Number three, excuse me, you need a person to stretch your thoughts. We love to surround ourselves with yes men, right? Or yes women. It's why you call who you call when you want advice, but what you really want is for them to tell you that you're right. (laughs) Right? Back to the question. Am I really being honest with myself? Well, one of the ways that we can tell whether we're being honest with ourselves is who we call in chaos. Right? Because, because when you are a, a, a woman who's having a problem with a relationship and you call your girlfriend who's been divorced three times, let me ask you, are you really being honest with yourself? Are you looking for somebody to give you something that's different and better? Are you calling somebody who's wounded themselves and maybe they'll just wallow in the misery with you? Ooh, that one, that one hits home, right? Like, do, do, do we call, uh, you know, do you call your, your, your mama when something's going on with your spouse because you think your mama will back you up? Like, so, so we've got to stop. This is, this is what it means to be honest. We need people around us that'll stretch us. This is why small groups, uh, you're going to hear it over and over if you're part of Church of the Lakes. Small groups, small groups, small groups. It is my goal for you. Listen, you, you may not have a lot of control over those you work around, but you need to offset it with those that think differently, right? Those that see things from, from God's perspective. Now, launching this church, you know, there's a number of people, oh, it's a bad idea. We don't need another church in Leesburg. You know, why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I got to be honest, I, I, for a little while, I wrestled with that. For a little while, I let those voices in and I let those thoughts rattle around inside of me until I got around a group of men and we had a breakfast and there was, it was a turning point in, in, in the launching of this church. And they looked at me and know, no, you're launching this church. This is what God's called you to. And they put truth thoughts over the noise that was going on around me, right? So Hebrews 10 and 24 says this to us. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect meeting together. Why do we need to be in church? Why do we need to be in small group? Why do we do this? Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another because we need encouragement. We need somebody to bring us back to right thinking. Right? We need somebody to be there when our thoughts are jacked up and we're mad and we're angry. You know, my wife is so good after 25 years of marriage. If I come home and I'm mad about this and somebody said that, blah, 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 blah. And she very gently will say, well, maybe they were thinking this. Or, you know, maybe, you know, or she'll say, I love this one. Well, why don't you take some time and pray about it? And I honestly, that infuriates me. It infuriates me because what I want her to do is say, you're right and they're terrible and blah, 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 right? What do I want her to do? I want her to feed my negative thoughts. I want her to feed my stinking thinking. And what she does is directs me back to, yeah, but I want you to find truth uh, because your heart will be healed in this, right? Encourage one of the, especially now that the days of his returning draw near because gosh, there's evil all around us. So we've got to have that. Number four, I've got to have a purpose to focus my thoughts. 
The healthiest thoughts that you can have are about your purpose on this planet. Let me say it to you this way. People are not miserable because of their tough situations. They're miserable because they see no purpose in their situation. Let that resonate for just a moment, right? People are not miserable because of tough circumstances around them. They're miserable because they see no purpose in their circumstances. We can look around where we live and see messes all day long, right? We can look within our own family and see messes that we've been a part of creating or that other people have made choices in creating. But, but, But the bottom line is, is in the midst of that, I can either be miserable about it or I can see God having some purpose in it. What does God want me to do in this? How does God want me to be a healer in this scenario? What, and when you have a sense of purpose, it changes your thought patterns, right? God would look at you and say, man, let's settle your past and talk about the plan for your future, right? I've got a plan for your life. Let me read Romans 12 and 2 again. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Then, once you renew your mind, once you get the the wrong thoughts out and stop lying to yourself, right? Are you really being honest with yourself is our question. Once you get that out, it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I, 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 I want this so much for you. For you to have peace, even in the midst of madness around you. For you to be able to decipher God's will for you um, because you've renewed the way that you think. And and so, you know, I, g- I give you these thoughts. One is, is, is that you plan um, uh, to control your thoughts. you got a plan to control your thoughts. How am I going to do that? Accountability, reading the word. I've got to renew my mind. you got a place to think about your thoughts that's being still enough to concentrate on. Why am I feeling this and what is the thought behind it? you got to have people. You gotta have a person to stretch your thoughts. People that don't just tell you what you want to hear, but stretch the way you think and challenge the way you think so that the, the, the lies that are in your mind can be filtered out. Number four, purpose to focus my thoughts. When I'm doing something purposeful, it focuses my thoughts. I'm not thinking about everything else, but number five is this. You gotta have power to fuel your thoughts, right? When God speaks to you, it's gonna be something that you can't pull off. Right. When God speaks to you, uh, you have to open up your life to the Holy Spirit. So Isaiah 55 and 9 says this, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God always thinks bigger than we do. Right. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or what's the word? There it is. Think according to the power that works in us. Let me go back to our question. Am I being honest with myself, really? Do I have a plan? Do do I have a place? Do I have people around me? Do I have purpose? And do I have power to renew my mind past the things that I'm saying within this crazy, between these two crazy ears so that I can hear God's truth, speak God's truth, and ultimately live out God's truth. Let me pray for you in that way today. God, thank you for this challenge today. And as we begin this new year, we pray, God, that you would give us courage 
to step into this question. Am I being honest with myself? The thoughts that I'm thinking, the words that I'm saying, the phrases that I'm using, are they true? Is it really who you've called me to be and what you say about me? So God, as we begin this journey, would you help us to clean out the cobwebs of our mind? Those things that are unhealthy and untrue, that we might live in peace because we have your peace in truth, and we might live out our purpose because now we know who and what we are called to be and called to do. And so God, I pray that and ask you to guide us as we go on this journey. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Look forward to continuing this journey with you. See you tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.